Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors program. Our ongoing small business initiative, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. A special thank you to all of our Main Street Warriors and, of course, our 2023 Main Street Warriors title sponsor, Diesel David, Inc. Please go check them out at dieseldavid.com. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast first up on today's show with Atlanta Drone Cleaning, Mr. Chris Creekmer, how are you, man? Feeling great. How are you, Stone? I'm doing well. You're looking good. You're sounding good. I've been excited to have this special edition. We're doing this on a Monday instead of the typical Tuesday house show. Tell us a little bit, if you would, uh, mission, purpose. What are what are you and your team out there trying to do for folks, man? Well, in the power washing industry, pressure washing industry, however you want to call it, uh, there's a lot of guys, a lot of businesses starting out. A lot of people not really knowing a direction to go in maybe or niche to carve themselves into, Uh, maybe just looking for guidance, looking for help. So the mission really is to collaborate in in an industry where competition is fierce. A lot of guys down each other or don't work together. I think the bigger mission and idea is to work together to collaborate and help each other out. That's just how good humans should, should work. And I think the success is just increase by the more network you have. So let's say you get a job you can't do or you need help on. Hey, hey man, can you help me out? Or hey, my trailer's not working. You want to do this job for me kind of thing. So it just really makes when you serve others, they want to serve you. And then just kind of goes full circle. And then they continue on that path, whether you continue your relationship or not. That's all we can hope for. Well, I got to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed your presentation at Million Cups. You came in with this gizmo. It looked like it was out of a science fiction movie. It was much bigger than anything I had ever seen in the in the drone category. That's one of the tools that that, uh, that you deploy on, in the work that you do, yeah? Yeah, so like I said, it's just a tool. You're not going to use a hammer to install a light bulb, are you? So you're not going to use a drone to clean every single thing. But it is a high-tech technology that's been around for a couple of years now, and um just one of the tools that I use in my business and I can share with others and help them versus me kind of keeping it for myself. I've decided to go out there and offer it to anyone else because there is a high cost to it. It's not for everybody. It's a very niched service Mm -hmm. and it has its target market. So speaking of collaboration, do you find yourself working with people in the real estate uh, arena because they're trying to clean up houses or that kind of thing or people who do um, video work for whatever reason. Do you find yourself working with folks like that as well? Uh, So collaboration as far as clients go, I mean, I am putting myself in a position to do commercial and industrial work only, mainly because that's what my tool is good for, right? Right. A lot of other guys may have a harder barrier to entry because you have higher costs as far as insurance, you need to go and all your back-end stuff. But, I mean, real estate agents can be great for just a curb appeal package, like getting the driveway clean, the front of the house, all that stuff someone looking to sell their home, someone looking to buy, and also just keeping it maintained. You know, you keep the house clean. It's going to maintain the paint and the coatings. The windows aren't going to get dirty over time. It'd be harder to clean. How does the whole 
sales and marketing thing work for a guy like you? How do you get the new commercial clients? Marketing for my business is very unique. The drone sells itself. It's very simple. We just have a very soft approach and ask people, hey, how can I help? This is what we offer, blah, blah, blah. And then people just open up like a book. It's, <laughs> it's incredible because we're not pressuring people. And honestly, I don't care if they say no, but I love it when they say yes. Because if they say no, then they're not my client anyways. I'm not going to try and convince them otherwise. If they want to use someone else, cool. There's plenty of other people that do great work. And once I show a video and just kind of explain how we can you know, save liability costs, efficiency, all that stuff, it really, it really just kind of makes sense because there's a lot of dangerous methods out there, repelling, getting a big expensive crane, scaffolding, all this stuff is um, becoming outdated as this new technology grows. Now that you've been at this a while, what are you finding the most rewarding, man? What, what are you enjoying the most about the work? Uh, these guys sitting here next to me. Um, it's rewarding to help others out and not take all the work for yourself. I could easily market and, you know, try and dominate an area, but it's just really un, I don't think that's possible in my opinion. Um, you can be the biggest company, but there's no way you can corner this industry. There's, there's so much work for everybody and everyone can have a good piece of the pie and have a good life. They can make a good living. They can provide for their family. They can do all that stuff. So the most rewarding part is seeing other guys grow their business and help them out. And then we help each other out basically. Fantastic. Well, let's bring them into the conversation. Tell us who you brought with you, man. Uh, I got Brock Tilly here with Scrub Softwash. Him and his dad have started an incredible business, and I've been able to help them out. Uh, we got Brody Moore with Be More Pressure Washing, and then we got Marshall Helms, who's the green thumb of the group. Uh -huh. <laughs> he started back yep. in October uh -huh. and right. wants to provide a way to provide more financial freedom for his family, from what I understand. So, Brock, I kind of hate to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I grew up in Pensacola, Florida. My dad was a heck of an athlete. Everybody in town knew him. Then he was a high school basketball coach. Then he was a superintendent of schools. So I was asked all the time, are you Pete Payton's son? So I got to know, any relation to Eric Tilly? Yeah, 100%. I love when people ask me that because my dad's one of my best friends, but also he's the mentor in my life, helping me just uh, with the whole business side, but also just grow as a person. So, Whenever, yeah, I get I get asked that all the time, but it's I love that question because it's like yeah, that, that's that that is my dad, and I'm very fortunate to be able to go in to this company with him because he had a landscape company for 22 years, and he sold it a couple years back, and I wasn't going to college. I just graduated this past year, and I was wanting to get into the workforce, and I was fortunate enough to have him be like let's let's do it together, uh, and he he was kind of showing me the ins and outs and things that he picked up just from owning a landscape company for that long. Well, that explains the biceps, too. I, I got to tell you guys, y'all can't see this on the radio, but this guy looks better in a T-shirt than any of the rest of us. <laughs> so that well, explains. No, I think the world of Eric. I don't know him that well, but he is so well-respected in this community and is doing such great work and helping so many folks out. So talk a little bit, though, about that support. I, I feel like that is so important, especially for a, for a new entrepreneur to have some type of support system and how marvelous it is that it's that close right there in the, in the immediate family. Say more about that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Um, it's a, it's a big thing. So, so many kids nowadays, especially young men just don't have the um, proper guidance. They don't have that, that father figure, even if they do have a dad, they don't, they don't have that relationship. And um, I mean, I, I thank God really every day just for, for the bond that we have, because it's, it's, it's unlike any bond that I ever had with any kid my age. It plays a big part in uh, my success, but it's also, I mean, iron sharpens iron. So it's, it's, he helps me, but I help him every day. So 
it's it's a big part. So how do you guys attack it? Do you, do you have specific roles or do you kind of divide and conquer and go do the same thing out in the marketplace or how have you decided to approach executing? Yeah, so we we got started around September. So it's 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 newer, but as of now it's been uh both of us cleaning um whenever we find jobs. And there's been uh, there's been jobs when I go out alone and um he's he's a lot of the back end stuff helping scale scale the company, do it the right way because He'll he'll tell you when with his landscape company he uh hit he hit his uh his max you know what I mean mm. all the phone calls went to his phone all the customers called his personal cell phone so it was just he grew a successful landscape company but he didn't scale it to where to, to take it to the next level and so he's he's kind of more the that back end part to when eventually as we grow when we grow um how to mentor the the new technicians coming in how to um just just grow it the right way so that we don't have to be out there spraying houses every single day. Yeah. How did you get connected with Chris? So networking groups, there's, there's network, mm. network uh, there's these, there's these uh, groups that we, uh, that, that, that we meet at every single week. There's uh, one in downtown Woodstock, one in downtown Canton and one in um, downtown ball ground. And my dad met Chris just through the groups, just, just through there. And um, you know, Chris was, you know, he was needing some help here or there. And he was uh, kind enough just to ask me to come out for a few jobs and he really helped, uh, you know, show me the ropes, show me just how to, how to do the work the right way. And so that, that, that was how we met. Yeah. And when it comes to cultivating those relationships and really building those relationships further, the nice thing about all of those communities that you described, there are good brew houses in every one of those communities, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Get a plug for reformation. Yep. That's where we meet. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us, man. I'm really looking forward to this yes, conversation. I got a thousand questions I'm going to ask you guys in a little bit. And I know there's some things that, that you'll probably share that I'm not even thinking of. And, and our next guest is Marshall. Is that, have I got that right? Talk to us, Marshall. And, and this is pretty new for you. Take me back to the beginning, man. What compelled you to get into this business? Yeah, so the story is pretty unique. Um, I didn't plan on getting into pressure washing when I did. Uh, I actually got let go of the company that I used to work for. Uh, that I was there for about eight, nine months, but I was already thinking about doing pressure washing for myself. And, uh, once I got let go, I was like, all right, well, uh, this is what we're doing now. So <laughs> I uh, kind of got pushed into the deep end on it. Uh, but back in October is when I really started researching everything. Cause I had a bunch of free time at that point. Um, when I got let go and I've slowly been learning, um, a bunch about the industry and continuing to learn and still very, new to the whole industry. Uh, but that's really the short story of how I started. And uh, I got to meet Chris uh, at the Canton Business Club. Mm. And he was actually, I think, right next to me, uh, which was so cool that, you know, another pressure washer that's been in this game for a long time was standing <laughs> right next to me. Uh, so I got to meet Chris and then Eric um, came right over to me and all three of us uh, just hit it off and started talking uh, which was just so cool that my first ever um, club meeting was with those guys, and I got to meet them uh, and talk with them. It's funny. I want to add that I had no idea who he was. I'd never seen him, and I just stood right next to him. And me and Eric usually stand together because we just, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny. Like he goes, "Oh, my name is so and so with Georgia Pressure Wash," and I go, "Huh." All right. It's just kind of mm -hmm. like we funny how we all find each other somehow and stand next to mm -hmm. people. We're meant to talk to, so it was really cool when I yeah. met Marshall. 
So, Marshall, what are you uh, learning in terms of interacting with customers? Do you see some of the same sets of questions or maybe even misconceptions or, or myths that you have to bust about what their view is of what you can do, what you should do? Is, is I guess what I'm asking is, is there some education involved in, when you when you start to work with a new customer? Yes, there's definitely a lot of education, and these guys can probably tell you more than I can, but in the little bit that I've learned – um, I've found that a lot of people don't realize how dirty anything is. Until you start cleaning it. Uh, yeah. Clean a piece of it. And then you, and then you see the rest, right? Yeah. And a lot of times people will ask you to come clean something like their driveway and then you can point something else out while you're there. And, um, just recently I cleaned a church and I said, I can clean your sign while I'm here as well. And they're like, it's dirty. And they came out and looked at it <laughs> and you can see all this green on it, uh, on, on a white background. So there's a lot of education in it um, that I'm learning as well, uh, but the the clients really never realize how dirty some things are. <laughs> I'll bet. All right, let's bring the headliner in. You ready to talk to Brock? <laughs> Brock, lean in there and tell us a little something about your business, man. How long you been at it, and, and how'd you get started? So I started back in October of 2021, and it was a straight like side hustle. I was just wanting to do something different than working for someone. I was working with my dad doing body body repair on Teslas and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. I was I wanted to do something different. And so he was like, hey, I'll pay you to dr- pressure wash my driveway. You just go buy a little service cleaner at Home Depot, and I'll pay you for it. I was like, okay. So I did that, and I did his patios and found that it was really satisfying. So I took that same service cleaner and a, serv- or a pressure washer from his, his house and went down the street and started knocking on doors. And sure enough, I in four, five weeks, I did – I would say probably 20 jobs. And I was like, wow, Good this, Lord, is, yeah. this is profitable. And so <laughs> I found, I was like enjoying it and I enjoyed talking to new people and meeting new people. So that's when I went and got a full LLC and insurance and all that stuff in, in December of 21 and have been at it ever since. And how was dad about losing his employee or did you still help him out? So there's been a couple of times where I'll go up to the shop. I've, I know everybody in the shop, so I'll go and help right. out and stuff like that. But he was honestly supportive. He was like, you got to go do your own thing, make your own path in the world. And so he was sad losing me because it was a great bonding experience for us. But then again, he he was excited for me to start my own journey. So we've talked a little bit about collaboration. Can uh, one or more of you guys share an example or two of how you've come together either with someone in this room or someone else to to collaborate on something? I mean, Chris has shot – I mean, I I know me and Brock work. I'm not sure about Marshall yet. But, I mean, we've done probably, what, four or five jobs together so far in the couple months we've known each other. Yeah, I had one job come up. It was multiple properties. I wanted it done really fast, so I reached out to Brody. And I don't do what's called surface cleaning or flat work, so these guys offer that. I don't. Oh, so there it's you great. Go. It's yeah. great to uh, for me to plug in with them because I can get the jobs, sub them out. They can get them. So that's where I called Brody, and I was like, "Hey, man, I got this one project I need help with. Can you, know, you be there?" So it was great because he was there, and it's kind of a funny story because we went to this site, and usually I look for water spigots and water sources so you can fill your tanks up. You don't want to mm. fill them up and drive. It wears out your trailer and all that stuff. So That makes sense. Anyways, we get there. Um, there's no accessible water source. They're all turned off for whatever reason. I don't know. There's like no store owners willing to help us out. So where Brody worked, used to work across the street from with his dad, like you just mentioned, is a shop that you know, he used to work at. So he said, hey, man, you know, there's a shop across the street. I'll just contact the owner, see if we can get water there. So it's like a beautiful moment because if I never would have asked him, I would have been in a really bad spot on that job. 
So that just proves the power of collaboration right there. And then um, Brock, I brought him out on a couple first jobs. The first time he saw me work was with a drone. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, what in the world is this industry? Like, do I need to get one of these? Like, <laughs> so it's just really cool to show him the technology I, I have and, and, and the processes. And then we'll do the same for Marshall too. Eventually we'll get there. So Brock, what, I don't know if I asked you before or not. I know I asked Chris, what, what are you enjoying the most, man? What's the most rewarding for you about all this? Um, obviously just making the house shine so satisfying, but it's just, it's always just seeing the customer's face after, after it's clean. That that's, that's always just one of the best parts. And cause my, uh, one of the, one of the things we try and do with every single, um, job is, uh, we think of one thing that, that we can go above and beyond. So we like, we, we won't tell them that, that we're cleaning this one thing, but we'll, we'll find something at the house, like, um, usually the mailbox or if they have like, like a little, like, you know, stone pathway, we'll just like, Throw that in if, if if it looks super moldy or dirty, we'll just clean that just without without them knowing, just because they're like, oh, I didn't even know it was that dirty. So we always just try and find something, some way to go above and beyond that, take that extra step. I love that. We call it surprise and delight here at the Business Radio X Network, and it, yeah. it I mean, it just has so much power, and it feels good. Yes, to do very, it right. Very yeah, good. that seems neat. All right, so what's next for you and in, in your business? Have you got some grand plans to to create the Tilly pressure washing empire? Or? Um, I mean, we 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 got some awesome um, some awesome jobs lined up. We 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 have this this nice pool contract that we're we're cleaning a, like a bunch of pool furniture, getting all the, uh, yeah. all these all the um, pools ready to be. Um, how open. do you guys get that? How do we get that? So we're actually my dad and I. We, so we we live in uh, uh we live close to the Bridgemore community, and this past summer we were swimming in the pool. As of for our workout, we were swimming laps with your shirts off. I'm sure of I've seen these pics. Yeah, swimming with shirts on is uncomfortable. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Don't stand next to them when you have your shirt uh, off. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so the people who take care of the pool there, um, actually, you know, we struck conversation with him somehow. He was passing by and actually said, "Hey, you know, you look good." And he just said that. <laughs> so and we we just struck conversation with him, and um, he told us that he's got over 170 different pool locations across Georgia. Wow. And they've all done it in-house the past, you know, 10 years, however long they've been in business. They've, they've done it all in-house. They would send out a crew of their own people to go and clean off all the equipment and clean out some of the bathrooms and, you know, set out all the furniture, getting it ready um, for, you know, for when the pool's open. And he was like, this is the first year we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to try to, um, um, you know, branch it out or give it, give it to somebody else, see how it works. And, we're still working through all of the details with them and everything, but yeah, that's 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 one of the the next things that we're trying to do. It sounds promising, man. Yes, sir. So, Marshall, what are some of the big unknowns, man? What are some things you got to get figured out to keep keep on this trajectory? Or do you have a lot of, of questions about anything from marketing to the the operations side of the the business? What's uh, what what do you what's on your mind at this point? There's a lot of things that are on my mind right now. Uh, just being so new, I'm trying to be a sponge to everything that I can. Um, I really have tons of questions and uh, things I'm just trying to figure out and really just had to fail to figure things out sometimes and, and try and ask these guys here uh, if they've ran into these problems so that I can try and prevent it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have. Or, or, you know, learn, learn quickly. Um, but there's nothing really uh, right now. It's kind of just – everything. Uh, and since I'm a one man show, uh, my wife helps me as well. But, uh, just as these guys know, you, you wear a ton of hats. Um, you do a lot. 
So. And destroy some clothes with some bleach, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Get some good clothes, yes, sir. Yeah. That's a yeah. budget item. Yeah, so nothing specific, but uh, just trying to be a sponge to the industry. So what was that like, if you don't mind my asking, coming home to your wife and saying, yeah, I know we got laid off, but I'm not going to go get another regular job. We're going to do this business thing. What, what what was that conversation like? She was on board for it, for sure. It, it took oh. about, uh, I don't know, two weeks or something for me to be like, uh, I think we should go in this direction. And I continued to apply to other jobs, but I'd say about a month and a half later is when I finally made the decision. Um, and the Lord made it really clear to me that that's the route that I needed to go. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. Um, it was a clear sign I ever got. Uh, but I, I never, I've always wanted to go back to entrepreneurship. Uh, when I was a teenager, I used to do a landscaping business. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, it was small. It was just myself. Uh, but I loved doing it. And ever since then, I've wanted to get back into it and, uh, kind of got forced to go back into it. But so far, I'm loving it. Yeah. So, Brody, you mentioned uh, some wardrobe uh, being destroyed. Any other failures, challenges, mistakes that you've made that have stuck with you and you might you might share with the next entrepreneur? <laughs> so having one branded clothing makes you look more professional. And then mm. all, but also when I started out, I was destroying some of my good clothes. Mm. Like I had a $50 Carhartt hoodie that now looks like a bad elementary school project because of the bleach and I was wearing nice jeans. And so I went to Walmart and bought the cheap Wrangler jeans and wore those for a while, but definitely having the right clothes to one, keep you dry. And then also just to keep you comfortable. So, because you you can destroy clothes quick in this industry. That is for sure. I'll bet. So in terms of collaborating and helping each other out, and maybe this is more of a Chris question, but I'm opening it up to everybody. Are there some things that are not actually executing the work, but more the operations, the planning, the the running the business side of the the business that it, that you've come to to learn are just really critical and important, and people need to know this, and it's and you need to have it kind of um, carved out. Yeah, that's a loaded question. It's hard to answer um, with a one-off answer. So I can say this: it's uh, everyone has their own journey, and mm-hmm. I think. You go through that journey and you're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot, but it's not how you fail. It's not how you fall down. It's how you get back up. You know, how are you spending the days, how are you spending the time behind closed doors? That's going to reflect what you're doing outside. When you're on the job, when you're talking to customers, when you're at these networking meetings, when you just find yourself like the day-to-day habits, you start building and growing on and you start realizing, oh, well, I tried that. Didn't work. I got those clothes. Maybe I should try something a little cheaper because I want to raise my marketing budget, you know? Or how do I get to the next better equipment? You know, how do I sell the big jobs? It's all, it's all mentality, man. It all starts and ends in your mentality. And unless you're like Brock and his and his dad, where your marketing strategy is just to show off your ripped bodies and, and get these big contracts. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, we just got to work on ourselves, guys. Gosh, um, but no, it's all mentality, man. And it breaks down to how you talk to yourself because that's going to reflect how you talk to customers. Um, you know how you're building value, how you're saying you're going to get stuff done. How do you constitute that price you're going to charge? Because we're not cheap. Um, you know, our equipment is expensive. We have costs. Mm-hmm. We're a business. <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, we have to think like businessmen versus just pressure washers going out to clean a driveway for the cheapest price. That's not how you stay in business for a long time. So it really just comes down to mentality. I'll say that again and again. And for me, being able to change mine over the past three years being able to a point where I can give my knowledge and not worry about, you know, 
detrimenting my success or my business was a big, big, big obstacle because, you know, like I said in the beginning, a lot of guys keep the secrets or whatever, you know, to themselves. And I just don't believe that's how you should operate. So I think that just giving, giving, giving and walking on faith, like these guys have said, is just taking action too. You know, you, you can't cross the finish line unless you start somewhere. I just so admire that that ethos of, of wanting to serve, wanting to help other people. Is this something that evolved in you, or have you always kind of approached life and business that way? Uh, definitely did not always approach it like this. I worked in mm. restaurants for a long time, and uh. being a chef is very cutthroat. It's a very toxic environment, depending on what type of restaurant you're in. And I've worked from fast food, from Subway, up to the nicest steakhouse you can work at in Colorado, possibly. And during that time as a chef, I kind of had to change my mentality as I get through the ranks and I had to start sharing my knowledge and what I learned in order to get to that position. Mm. But it was still like, you know, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to be very strict and pungent and to the point and, you know, a lot of swearing. So I'm not going to do that here. We're going to keep it nice and clean. But yeah, to that point, it really evolved once I started my own business. And I'm like, man, how do I, how do I grow it? Because I knew there's things I didn't want to do that other guys offer. Yeah. And Getting to that point does take time and it takes courage to be vulnerable and being vulnerable is well scary because <laughs> people then see that as a weakness, but I think it's a true strength. And the more people that do it, I think the more this industry can thrive and people can rely on each other and collaborate and make sure pricing stays where it should be. And, you know, for example, there's a chemical company that opened up, up the road. Both these guys are like, Hey man, you hear about this? There's right in our the backyard. It was like, yep. That's awesome. You know, so just little tidbits of information, sharing that and saying, hey, we got each other's back is, is really cool. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and it's, always, it's just nice to having, having the friendships that we all have because like, like Chris said, little, the little bits of advice that, that we can all give each other, just it's, it's better than having enemies. You know what I mean? Because if, if, if you're not friends with us, or not us, but like if you're not friends with, with one another or kind, then think of all the good things good opportunities you can miss out on. So it's, 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 it's nice just having the bond of relationship that we all have. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all, you know, we go to these networking events and you're not going to do business with every single person. It's impossible. Um, mm -hmm. So I think to remain at a relationship mindset versus approaching everything transactionally, you, you know, these guys are my friends now and I, it's awesome. Like I can't wait to grow with them and see what they do with their business. And also, you know, start hanging out, maybe going to the pool, wearing my shirt, but <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing that up. <laughs> oh gosh. But no, it's like, you know, and then we got friends like diesel David who runs an amazing diesel shop right down the road. By the way, if you have a truck, go visit him. He's great. Um, you know, you, you start meeting these awesome people in the community. <laughs> What's so funny. <laughs> you start meeting these other people in the community. It's not all transactional. It's about just building relationships that may lead to friendship. They dump, they pour into you and you are able to pour into others. And it's just, yeah. That's and, what it's about. And, and Dave's pretty fit. I, I don't know about Diesel. I don't know if I'd call him Diesel, but he's pretty fit. Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brock, I got to believe with, with, with Eric involved, you guys must have the operations side of, of your enterprise buttoned down, right? Yes, sir. And that, that, that was where Chris played a big role into um, our company, just because the knowledge that I, that I was able to learn with him over the summer, I was able to imply that with us, uh, with, with our company, because my dad – yeah, he landscaped, but he still he still didn't know soft washing or pressure washing. You know what I mean? He he just knew the business side of it, so that that helped a lot. And I mean, our our goal, our our main mission is just to 
help help kids who kind of need like that that middle stepping stone in life who don't necessarily know what it is they're wanting to do after high school or what they're wanting to do um you know if whether it's college or not we we want to be um be that be like that that mentor for those kids help them just um teach help teach them just good relationship skills communication skills showing up on time doing the right thing when no one's watching that's that's kind of our our goal for the whole company all right so i mentioned i had some questions Here's my first one. I, I don't understand the difference between pressure washing, uh, soft washing, the, the, all these different – I hear different terms. Can you guys break that down for me? So pressure washing is with a higher PSI. So, I mean, like when you service clean concrete or pressure wash a harder surface, you're going to be using more pressure. But with soft washing, it I would say the PSI of a of – a, like a um, – garden hose almost but you're using a chemical to get rid of mold mildew algae anything like that and so with like siding vinyl siding is very delicate so if you use a high pressure you can end up damaging the paint on the siding Uh, or even splitting the actual siding and so using the technique called soft washing allows you to effectively clean a roof a house anything of that nature in a safe manner so i mean pressure washing a shingle roof will destroy the roof there's a lot of people out there that will actually just pressure wash a roof and then you need to get a new roof because it's that destroyed so chris has taught me a lot about using different percentages on chemical and different soaps to use and how to properly clean a roof and and siding of a house and all that stuff while pressure washing a driveway is really where i started and that's where i really the roots of my company is, is I completely started with driveways and a whole lot of concrete sidewalks, curbs, all that stuff. But I still learned something new. Brock and his dad did something different than I normally do. They go back and side to side versus forward and backwards. So there's, there's a whole lot of different things you can do as far as learning. And so that's one thing that's great about having these guys is even someone who's been doing it a while, they can learn something new every day. So the different processes, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So. Yeah, and every situation is different, right? Every it, it, the, the different situations require different techniques, different tools, and if you're on a job, you may need some of both or all of these, right? Because yes, I might want my, my driveway, my sidewalk, my roof, my side. I I, I just had this this uh, this premonition of a nightmare scenario where I go to Home Depot or Lowe's and rent the pressure washer, and I come home and I tear up my siding. Um, aside from it's just hard work and I'd have to keep my shirt on. Um, <laughs> yes, keep your shirt on. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's one of a bunch of reasons to let the professionals do it, right? Stay in your lane and let the pros come out and talk you through it. My favorite it. thing when I used to knock doors and do a lot of residential in the beginning and my favorite thing when housewives would, you know, say, Oh, my husband's got a power washer. He can do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, here's my card. If you guys need help. And you drive by those houses and they never do anything. It's, like you said, it's like, why, why do that work? Cause if you have, if you don't have the right equipment, it can take hours versus hiring a professional company, come in, do it less than an hour. And they're going to charge you because that value because the equipment is not cheap. And I mean, also another thing that, that, um, what's, what's nice about having both the being able to pressure wash and soft wash is what we can do with the driveways. Um, we call it pre-treating the driveway, so we put some some of the chemical down on the driveway. But I don't know the first thing about. I wouldn't know what chemical. They may not even sell it to me. Yeah. Well, and I know a lot of people would just just do pressure and, and water on driveways, and not that that's a bad thing, but 
if you don't take your time with it and if you don't go insanely slow, you'll you'll get. I call them wispies. You'll just get like little wispies on the, on the driveway. Mm-hmm. And this is circular little spinnies, and that that, that looks awful. When, whenever it's done, yeah. I see it most at commercial properties because there's people who will go super fast mm-hmm. and they'll go mm-hmm. down and try to rush through it and make the money, but they're not quality doing it a quality way. And so, yeah, it, seeing that is the worst thing ever. And when when you when you pre-treat it with that chemical, you spray it on there. It, it just helps pull up all the dirt, all the mold, and then then you can really not fly, but you can you can go a lot quicker once once the chemical has been sitting on there. I mean, I'll never forget that that one. Uh, Chris and I did a job together. He was cleaning a roof, and I was out of chemical. Like I couldn't get, I couldn't find any. I was out, and so he he was able to spray some of his chemical down on the driveway, and then I was able to go over it. And it's just, I mean, it was beautiful afterwards, but. It's like soaking a dish. Yeah. Makes it easier to clean. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great way to describe it. So how often should we be doing this? Like like my home, how often should I be doing the roof, the sidewalk, that kind of the siding? I, is it, uh, or does it vary? I'd say it depends on a lot, depending on like the shading of your house. If there's a lot of trees around your house, then you're going to want to do it uh, more yeah. often. If your house is open in the sun, there's not going to be a, as much of – you don't have to do it as often, I would say. Don't you all agree? Yeah. Yeah. Besides that north side, that north side of the house is always the moldiest. Oh, yeah. That was one mm-hmm. thing Chris taught me. Interesting. Now, why is that? Do we know? The sun. How the sun rises and, you know what I mean, sets. There's one side of the house that's, all, that's, that's, that's in the shade a lot more than the rest of the house. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 99% of roofs that you see are dirty. It's on the northern side. On the north side. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. And same thing with commercial properties. If they're more shaded and have more trees and all that, then it's going to need attention more often. Oh, yeah. I mean... So like Brock was saying, the north side, and there I've got I've been on a big commercial project over in Roswell, and they have six roofs that they're wanting cleaned, and all of the roofs there's not a whole lot of trees around them, but all of the roofs on the north side ha- need to be cleaned. They're very very dirty, and they haven't they've probably never done them. I because I had talked to the property manager, and they were like, we've never done them, so they're wanting to get them done at some point here in the near future. Well, sure, I think education is just the, the biggest thing that I've learned that provides value to your clients. The more you can educate them and not really upsell them, but just like Marshall was saying, like, Hey, you see something, say something. What's the worst that's going to happen is no. Like, okay, whatever, maybe next time, but educating them on how cleaning and annual cleaning or by annual cleaning can really help protect the paint can make things last longer. It just looks great. You know, you don't want your customers coming into a dirty moldy building, right? So just it's it's all about mentality and appearance of how they just show respect to their business and it's a write off. So there's there's plenty of benefits to think about. And then you got window cleaning, which can be done to obviously you want to look out clean windows. So there's a lot of a lot of things that go into it and it can be seen as a lot of aesthetic or preventive maintenance. So say more about sales and marketing. Any anybody on on the panel here, there's what you do to get into the initial conversation. And I want to. I've got a couple of questions about how to really network properly uh, here, here in just a moment. But so there's that initial conversation. But then it sounds like for you guys, uh, some of it is on site, being seen in the neighborhood, being seen at the commercial property, and then how you conduct yourself on site and striking that balance. You don't want to be like the. I was going to say the Jiffy Lube guy. I guess they're never going to get a sponsorship here. But sometimes when I go to like the Jiffy Lube, I feel like all they're doing is trying to sell me the next thing, the next thing you want. You don't want to necessarily come off like that, but you want to provide the best value you can. So yeah, speak to that a little bit, the whole sales and marketing, the whole sales and marketing thing. Well, Chris uh, wants to go. go I'll ahead. touch on, uh, I don't, I don't have much to give. Um, cause I'm still trying to figure it out. 
Um, but for me, it's kind of just been everything. I've been going after people on uh, Facebook, Instagram, talking mm. to people in person. So, okay. Um, I've tried to exhaust everyone that I know, everyone that my family knows. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm getting to the point where I need to start uh, doing ads um, and talking to these guys here and see what has worked for them. Uh, because I'm only three months into it. I'm so green to to it all. Uh, so just trying to learn and do what I can right now. Um, another good way is just going out on a sunny day in neighborhoods, driving around, and if, when you see someone outside, just stop, roll down your window, and be like, hey, can I give you a free estimate? Who's going to say no to a free estimate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, I mean, so, and just, that's, 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 that's a great way. I mean, because pe- people see your logo, see your truck, and it's just getting out there. Uh, getting your name out there, even if they say no, it's still just they'll remember you. So, well, like these networking groups that we go to, I mean, there's been a lot of them that I mean, between meeting Chris and getting jobs through him, and then other real estate agents and all that type of things, networking, getting your name out there that way is a very beneficial way. I I started to go back in the networking groups, I think back in August or so. Mm-hmm. And since then my business has exploded. Oh really? It's, it's helped out a lot with meeting people and getting my name out there and all that stuff. And then also, um, Google my business, having the, the reputable company and having the right. five star reviews and all that stuff. It shows that you do good work and people are happy with your work. You put photos up there before and after pictures of your work and stuff like that. That helps out a lot as well. Credibility. Yeah. Yep. Referrals, credibility. Um, I mean, sales and marketing, everyone's got to figure out what works for them based on what they're trying to really do. You know, in the beginning, I knew I wanted to do roof cleanings because honestly, that's where the highest ticket item is. And from my opinion, I think that's the best way to get into someone's house, say, hey, yeah, your roof's dirty. It's very obvious. Also, did you think about this and this and this? And usually you can upsell them and say, hey, this is dirty. And it's very easy to point those things out once you have that proper knowledge on how to do it. It just takes the little bit of crawl, walk, run mentality of, hey, I'm going to start here and work my way up. So, yeah. I mean, I exhausted all my friends and family and referrals are king, you know, word, word of mouth. And I plugged in with uh, property managers and roofers and people that maybe could benefit from my service by adding it onto theirs. There you go. So it worked out good in the beginning. Well, and I know a lot of people too um, don't even know that that – roof cleaning is even an option. Um, it'll be like, okay. I've never heard of it till I moved here. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's like you can spend 10 over $10,000 on getting a whole new roof mm-hmm. or you can spend under a thousand or maybe right at a thousand, depending on how dirty, how big to get it clean. It's going to look good as new. So still trying to get that, that word out there. So many people aren't familiar with soft washing. It's, it's newer, but it's about 50, 50 with people yeah. I've talked to. The term pressure washing is known by the masses. It's really, I hate it to be honest, but, um, I mean, once you understand like what it is and what it actually accomplishes versus what people think it is, is a whole other is a whole other thing. And like, there's really not much data on if a roof is affected by this algae, if it is a detriment to its lifespan until it turns into like lichen or moss in a very later stage. But it's mainly aesthetics, and people want their houses looking good. So that's really kind of clients that we go after is people that are proud of their houses, proud of their properties and really don't mind spending the money because you have other guys out there promoting, you know, very cheap services and that kind of puts a bad mm-hmm. taste in people's mouth and they go out there and they leave the lines, they leave the swirlies, they leave the whatever. The $99 guy. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know, the bait, yes. bait and switch method where they say, Oh, it starts at this. And then they come in there and they give you $700 quotes like, hold on, but, you know, <laughs> or they actually do it for a hundred bucks. And I just don't see how they stay in business long term. 
And and like Chris said, our, our our equipment is expensive. You, I mean, you could totally get a guy who with with a brush and a bucket of soap can get up on your roof and scrub it. And it's going to take hours, full days worth of work. But you can do it for a hundred bucks, or you get the three thousand, four thousand dollar equipment, and you stand on the ground and you shoot your chemical twenty five feet up in the air, and you're going to clean it a lot faster and better. And it's just it's just quality. Well, it's a liability too. You don't you fall off someone's roof, who's liable? Homeowner. Ah, did not know that. Yep. So on the networking front, sounds like you guys have really cracked the code on on utilizing those platforms to build real relationships, build the credibility, and connect with the with the community. And I got to believe there are folks who try to do the networking and it doesn't work out for them. So how do you approach that? Is part of it? Yeah, go to the big group, but but make sure that you connect with people one on one or like and, and and further. How how do you guys actually approach the networking? Yeah, so you you have to um, go outside your comfort zone, and for a lot of people, that's hard because no, no one wants to be uncomfortable, but you have to be uncomfortable if you want to grow and um, finding those ways to um, um, meet one on one those people aren't always going to come up to you to meet. So you're, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to walk up and be like, Hey, I want to talk with you. I want to get to know you better. Let's go get some coffee. Let's you know, let's, let's go get some lunch. And that's, that's, that's not easy for everybody, but the ones who it is, you, you can tell the ones who do step outside their comfort zone, the ones who do do the, 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 the hard stuff. It, it shows. Brody and I met for the first time. Um, he just walked up to me. He's like, Hey man, we're talking right now. I'm like, okay. All right. So no, but it was funny. We uh, just ended up talking. He had a few questions and we met at Canton business club. Uh, by the way, Wednesdays, um, eight to 9 AM at reformation by the mill. And he walked over to me, asked me a few questions and he's like, Hey man, do you have some more time? So I, I think we spent like an hour and a half hour talking easily. And I was yeah, like, at least dude, bro. All right, come on. I got to go. <laughs> but it was just great. Like he was just so eager to, to, ask questions and so willing and open to hear what I had to say. And I was like, man, it's, it's awesome that I can provide an impact on him. So, you know, who else can I provide that impact for? And like those one-to-ones is really where you see the magic happen and you start to get better with your communication skills. You start getting better at being comfortable with being uncomfortable and kind of growing outside your comfort zone. Like Brock was saying, that's like, I think that's the biggest thing. Just walk with someone. Hey man, I think your story is really cool. I want to hear about it. Well, you bring up a very important point, I think. When you are doing these one-on-ones and you're, you're building and strengthening the, those relationships, the, the, um, the mindset and the focus should also largely be centered on what can I do to help this person? And, you know, n- not how can I, you know, wang dangle my way into another, a, another gig, right? I mean, that's important that, that, w- that we listen to their story and try to figure out a way to help them, whether it involves our thing or not. Would, would you all agree with that? Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My dad said it best. I mean, networking group is just a bunch of professional friend makers. Go there to make friends. Love meet it. people. <laughs> yeah. And, and in return you 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 get business for them and, and you get business for yourself. So you, you make money making friends. So it's also it's fun to like learn other people's business and you really tone in and listen to what their needs are and you can provide a referral for them. You can provide yeah. you know, you can get insight. It's just I don't know. I love it. Well, going to those networking groups, as we all know, tax season's coming around. So you are able to find people who can help you with your taxes. And then if you end up wanting to buy a home, there's mortgage people, real estate agents. So having the connections outside of our business 
will definitely help you there too. Just being able to have the connection. Oh, I know a guy for that. Oh, I know a guy for that. They'll always be able to help. Well, a lot of times I find that when I'm talking to someone, I get to hear all about their origin story, all about their struggle, kind of, you know, if there was a tipping point or, or something that, that caused them to create a new beginning, and you really do get to know them. Also, I've learned quite a bit about uh, people's causes, causes that are really important to them. And when you reach out and genuinely try to serve them in that way, that's, uh, that's helpful too. And then some of them are leading causes, you know, like some of them will be an executive director of this cause or or, or that charity. And that always, aside from the intrinsic rewards from helping out a cause, I mean, it just feels good. Yeah. You know, Giving mean, back to your community is, uh, it just feels good. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a thing everyone should pr- try and practice. It's something I'm implementing in my business and I just can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. And it, it almost always, almost never in a straight line, it feels like, but it seems to always come back to you in some way, like tenfold. Somehow, some way, right? The laws of the universe are funny, man, and I don't question it. I just uh, I abide by them, and I try not to break them. But I, th- I think this past year I developed the law of giving, and like you said, it returns 10x, yeah. whether it's uh, you know, financially or mentally or spiritually. Whatever you're putting out there in the universe, is it's going to come back, and it, it's going to find you. Because you're putting it out there, you're putting it out there, you're going to keep trying, you're going to keep trying. And eventually, you're going to see the results somewhere, some way. You just don't know when. The only way you won't is if you give up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Well, Brock mentioned a moment ago something about professional friend makers. Uh, I feel like uh, th- that I and our listeners have uh, four good friends here. I really appreciate all of you. All of you coming in and sharing your story. Don't be a stranger. Come back. Come back with a delighted client sometime. We'll talk about their business too, for their or their cause, and learn a little bit about their story. And talk about the collaboration, the the work together. Before we wrap, though, I want to make sure that we get everybody's contact information so our listeners know how to get in touch with you, even if they just want to have a conversation about anything that we've talked about. And of course, if they'd like to engage your services, and uh, we'll start with with Brody. Uh, where are you? What's the best way to connect with you, man? Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And then my mobile number is 404-998-2088. Also, be more pressure washing at gmail.com. Any of those ways to reach out to me. I love it when people give their phone number. That This is a guy that is willing to connect and have a real relationship. That's fantastic. Yeah. Marshall, where can we find you, buddy? Yeah, anyone can find me at uh, GA Pressure Washing um, on Facebook, Instagram. I'm working on uh, the dot-com part. Don't have the website up yet, but working on that. And uh, phone number is 678-269-7917. And um, you can get me at uh, gapressurewash22 at gmail.com. All right. Brock? Um, Yeah, we're on Instagram and Facebook. It's Scrub Softwash. And look us up. Google, uh, it's Scrub Softwash LLC. Our phone number, mobile number is 470-680-6464. Thank you, guys. Well, and also I was checking while we were talking uh, on GoDaddy. WeAreRipped.com is available. 
So you, if you want like a short URL. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, we do clean, but also if you want to walk outside with a shirt on, let me know. Shirt off. Shirtsoffcleaners.com. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. And the ringleader here, Chris, what's the best way to connect with you, man? Uh, the best way, just go on my website, www.AtlantaDroneCleaning.com. You can see videos. There's a lot of call to actions, my contact information, the areas we service. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, my personal profile, Chris Creekmer and Atlanta Drone Cleaning. Uh, people can text or call me, 678-800-4560. Well, gentlemen and Chris, it's been a delight to have you all in this studio today. This has been fun. It's been informing. It's been inspiring. Really appreciate you guys coming to share your story, and I'm quite sincere. Don't be a stranger. Come back and see me sometime. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks Stone. Stone. My pleasure. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.